Geeks be with you and also with you. Hello and welcome back to Geek Orthodox. I'm Aaron. I am not ashamed of singing that. I'm Jared. <laughs> and today, as you could probably figure out, we're talking about something Star Wars, but specifically, we are talking about the new season of Mandalorian. And we are joined by the one and only Jake of the MCU movies episode and the f- fandom pitches episode. I'm back. <laughs> and uh, I don't know if we put this in the title, but there will be spoilers for all of season two of The Mandalorian. So if, if you have not watched it, pause this episode, go watch all of season two of Mandalorian. In one then, sitting, just do yep, it, you coward. All of it, binge and then come back and finish listening to this episode. Okay? Or just go on with no regard to your personal safety, much like the child does it sometimes. That's very true. And, uh, as is the norm, we are going in without a plan. Or, like, we have, like, around, like, 13 of a plan. 12% of a plan, yeah. Shout out if you get the reference. I'm not shouting. I want to say okay. some of my voice. That's fair. So, Jake, just give us some opening thoughts that I'm sure will lead into much discussion. Mm-hmm. All right, so I liked it a lot. Okay. I thought it was good. There were lots of... It went in some directions that I kind of thought it was going to go in, but completely different directions for other stuff. Yeah, I can agree with that. That makes a lot of sense. Especially with the way it ended. I guess this is spoilers, right? So I can say what it was. Oh, yeah. This is your last Um, chance to avoid spoilers, so... Yeah. Like, your last, last chance. We're not going back after this. All right, continue. All right, so when Luke shows up, right, in the last episode, Mm -hmm. it it was surprising, but I kind of... He was one of, like, my thoughts of, like, who it would be. Mm -hmm. And he Mm -hmm. showed up, and I was like, okay, this is cool. But he, like, he took the kid... Yeah. Like, they left. Yep. They're gone. Yep. I did not think it was gonna... I thought he was gonna stay with him. You'd think. But no. But no, a Jedi must not have attachments. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. But at the same time, where do you think the story is gonna go from here? Is it just going to be reclaiming Mandalore? I and think, having to I think it's off gotta be, right? Yeah, I mean, they were really... They really touched on that a lot. Like, the Darksaber and the whole, like, Mandalore thing in this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so I think in the first episode we're probably gonna see something with the conflict with Bo-Katan some kind of conflict with Bo-Katan because obviously she wants to rule Mandalore and she wants the dark saber but the the I think the main issue with that is getting Din Din Djarin, yes is getting Din to actually give his all in a fight and not just straight up fold. Because then, I can't take it from you if you're not at your best. And yeah. all those stupid fighting cliches that are going to come into play. Yeah, pretty much. Do you think Mando could beat Bo-Katan? I, I don't know. It depends on, like, we don't know how uh, she lost the Darksaber. Right. Because she, she could have, or we know she had it in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if, like, Moff Gideon took it from her. Because if he took it from her, from there we could gather... Because Mando beat him in a fight, mm-hmm. so he could probably beat her. But if someone else took it from her, and Moff Gideon took it from them... And what if someone yeah. else takes it from Mando, just to make everything more complicated? <laughs> if Cara Dune like takes Boba? it... <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Boba Fett, no. Boba Fett's got his own stuff to deal with. As we might talk about later. Oh yeah, I'm sure we'll touch on it later. Yeah, he's like the head of the Mafia now. Yeah. That I'm I'm definitely glad we we stayed to watch the post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So Jake, what were you gonna say earlier? Oh, did you guys think that um, Moff Gideon lost on purpose? Because he se- like when he lost, he didn't seem too upset when he lost. Or do you think this was just like the backup plan? I think that's possible, but I also think it could be because he knew. That Bo-Katan wanted the Darksaber, and he knew that she wouldn't be able to get it without fighting Mando. He also Mando. wanted to just, like, villain it up and then try and turn the heroes against each other, as is the cliches. Yeah. All the cliches at once. It's... Woo! 
And it did definitely seem like he was stalling for time until the Dark Troopers showed up. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Can we talk about how much the Dark Troopers look like the Iron Giant? Because I think that needs to be recognized. Like, did they just steal the model from Ready Player One and just paint it black? I mean, it's entirely possible. But they weren't Rolling Stones. Minor details. Hashtag minor deets. Hashtag minor deets. Oh, yeah. I thought it was um interesting how they were... Like, they talked about them being Phase 3, like Dark Troopers. Mm. And in, like, Legends, I they, there were, like, multiple phases of it. So I wonder if we'll ever learn more about, like, the history of those. I think it's entirely And why possible. they were, like, made. Maybe not in Mandalorian, but probably at some point. Do you think they're going mm-hmm. to make a Phase 4? We might see more Dark Troopers, in, like, the first phase of Dark Troopers in the Bad Batch. Yeah. That's entirely possible. Because Bad Batch is right after Revenge of the Sith, right? I think so. I think the opening will probably be Order 66. I think that's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, a lot happened this season. Oh, without a doubt. Cutting back, what do you think, if they made a Phase 4 for the Dark Troopers, what, would, what could they possibly add to make them more terrifying? Force sensitivity? That's what I'm thinking. Like, using... Yeah, and that could be what they're trying to do. That would make them but Dark is... Troopers, though, now, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would... <laughs> That's so bad. I know. There is another thing they could do, because they, in, like, this past episode, what, they got killed with the lightsaber and with the Beskar spear. Mm-hmm. So if they had, like, Beskar armor, mm-hmm. then oh, that no, would probably... That would be that entirely would be terrifying. not okay. That would not be okay, in fact. You just have to rebuild the Death Star just to get rid of that one Beskar store Dark Trooper. Pretty much. And it's interesting to note, because you said, like, trying to make them Force-sensitive... We know that Moff Gideon's, like, doing some sort of research with Force Sensitivity. Yeah. And he said he said he got all the blood he needed from the child. Mm-hmm. But for and what? And that could have not been true. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know how that would work if you just, like, put it in the I'm, like, trooper or if you need it. I'm, sure that what they're going for by using the blood is to create Snoke. That's entirely possible. I've seen that theory before. Yeah. Uh. Smoke on the water. <laughs> Smoke on the water. That's terrible. Going to Disney minus. <laughs> Snoke on a beach trip. Snoke on a boat. In his Playboy robe from Last Jedi. <laughs> it's just ASMR. That's so bad. So, I wanted to talk about uh what i had seen a few people talk about on discord people were saying that like mando's arc is done i'm like how on earth do you think mando's arc is done he's still got the dark saber which means there's that conflict with bo katan they haven't reclaimed mandalore we haven't seen the child become a jedi like there's so much to see here but that's not tying into mando's character because if you recall at the start of season one he was incredibly loyal to the creed and the pope (laughs) fanatical devotion to the pope (laughs) no uh, but he was entirely loyal to his creed and would not bend it under any circumstances but then episode 15 he (laughs) he does it for the sake of the mission and then at the end he takes off his helmet just to say goodbye to the child and that i think is the completion of the fanatical devotion to the creed arc right but there's i there's more there there's more conflict around him but he has changed as a character right but i feel like we've seen a change but we haven't seen a resolution like is that he hasn't helmet not the resolution enough well but he's like we don't get to see him interact with that new part of him like changing his life seeing how that affects him and seeing like is he going to that become be more like involved in Mandalorian ap- affairs? I mean, we won't know until season trace. Yeah. Well, did he... Because Bo-Katan, I think she asked him, like, if he would consider helping her 
reclaim Mandalore mm-hmm. right in this episode. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what it'll be. But the problem they have, and this ties into the helmet thing, mm-hmm. is that you have like different factions and clans like all split up everywhere and mm-hmm. hiding. And we know that there are different like beliefs with it. Like he and like the armorer never took their helmets off, right? Right. And that could be a point of contention when trying to unite them. So what I could see is like the armorer and all like her people who don't take off the helmets, Bo-Katan and all her people who do, and then Mando's like the middle ground, and then he takes his helmet off to like prove that it's mm-hmm. something. That might be more political drama than the series wants to get, though, because at its core, it's Star Wars plus Western with a lot of action thrown in. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that might take True. season three in the entirely different direction, and some people might not enjoy that direction. I, I still think it's going to be reclaiming Mandalore from the Empire. I feel like that's what it's got to be. It's called The Mandalorian. So we yeah. probably well, have to see Sabine in the next season. I hope so. Yeah, I mean, I just don't know how much with, like, the Sabine and Ezra stuff is going to be in the Ahsoka show. I think, mm, all right. Probably a larger portion. Yeah, we might get... I think we're going to see Sabine in, I... Rebel, in uh, Mando Season 3, but then maybe, like, maybe in... Maybe we see her go off somewhere to meet with Ahsoka. Okay, what I think this is all leading up to is that it's, we're going to get a sort of Crisis on Infinite Earths deal clanging together all the Star Wars shows in, like, an episode 6.5. Oh, yeah. Jake, wasn't that your theory? Yeah. Great minds, question mark? Before the uh, Investor Day meeting, when they announced all this stuff, mm-hmm. there were rumors of, obviously, a bunch of different shows, like a Boba Fett one, an Ahsoka one, a Thrawn mm-hmm. one, just ran, like, a bunch of shows. Just and thrown out there I into had, the abyss. Oh, Jared. Yeah. I'd, I'd heard rumors of a um, different live-action shows headed by Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni mm-hmm. that more interconnect than, like, the Kenobi show, right? Like, mm-hmm. all around the same time period, building to something. Mm-hmm. And then they announced these shows, and they said specifically that some of them are in the same time period. And they said something about, like, building towards something. Mm-hmm. So what that is, we don't know, but it could mean a lot of things, and we can talk about that too. Yeah, well, absolutely, but I mean, we've spent around 10 minutes going off on other tangents. Do we want to tie back into what made the main show interesting? I mean... Season 2? We've talked about some of the main things that made it interesting. That is Um, true. We've talked about some of the highlights, but do you want to go in-depth on some of the episodes? I have the list right here. Alright, so let's start with The Marshal, Chapter 9. I feel this did a good job of not only reestablishing the more action-focused tone of the show, mm-hmm. but also it was it brought back the Western archetypes in all mm-hmm. the right ways. Oh Because yeah. new sheriff comes in, talks to old sheriff, wants something from old sheriff, gets chased out. This town ain't big enough for the both of us. Has to get the get help. Has to do get help. <laughs> We're not, We're not doing, doing get, get help. help. Shout out if you get the reference. If you don't, what are you doing? Honestly. But, I mean, it's the classic under oppression sheriff comes in, saves the day from oppression, rides off into the sunset. Pretty much. And it's set up Boba Fett. Even though we didn't know much of it at the time without looking on the internet. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't have gotten it without uh, reading some spoilers. But at the same time, once you get into, what is it, episode 13 or 14? We saw Boba Fett in episode 14. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, Did you have any other thoughts on the Marshal or did we cover them all? I feel like the monster design and bringing back the, what is it, the Raiders was a good choice just to see that interaction. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I thought it was oh, yeah. really cool. The it showed more of a human side to the Tusken Raiders, mm-hmm. which is something that people never thought they would say. Like, yeah, really. Hey, we humanize oh, yeah. these crazy Raider people that have just been in annoyance for the entire series. What do you say to that, huh? <laughs> but I I really liked how they brought in Cop Vance because, mm-hmm. and I hadn't read this book, but 
Cobb Vanth like appeared in a book as like a very like minor like small thing, and it was hinted at that he was like wearing Boba Fett's armor. Interesting. And so, and then like that was it. And so, the fact that John Favreau and Dave Filoni were like, okay, where's like how do we bring Boba Fett in? Because I think that's what they were trying to do. Mm -hmm. And like, well, we can't. This guy has the armor, so we have to get the armor from him. So they like put in the research. They didn't just brush over it because they could have right. brushed over it. They could have just had Boba Fett or have Mando just like find it. But, but I no. liked how they like brought in someone from a book and then mm -hmm. and that this season did that a lot from like TV shows and yeah mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so let's talk about uh, with debatably. The worst episode in the show. I don't think so, but we'll, we'll really? talk about why. Alright, so episode we 10. have The Passenger, which I think was also a movie at some point, but... It was a movie. They Chris also Pratt. sang uh, Let Her Go. Oh, yep, that is true. Let Her Go, my passenger. Anyway, um, this episode we see the frog lady with her eggs... Because Mando needs to get to somewhere. He needs to get to... I can't remember the name of the planet. I don't know. The water one. Because Frog Lady's husband mm -hmm. has seen Mandalorians. And he's looking oh, for Oh, right, 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 right. It's a trade of information. It's the classic fetch quest. It's... I think the first time they referenced a shooter video game. Because it gave me a very Resident Evil vibe getting trapped mm -hmm. down there. Yeah. With all the spiders. Why did it have to be spiders? Why can women follow the butterflies? Shout out if you get the reference. But it just felt like filler. And, and I feel it was. like even though they brought back the strange droid, I felt like that served no purpose because by the time we get later on, the shit blew up and it's pointless. Yeah, pretty much. It's like an interesting yeah. twist in the moment, but in the whole of the story it's kind of just the void a blank spot yeah pretty much yeah so i agree with a lot of what you're saying but i think this episode did some very important things that the show needed especially for where it ended up going mm -hmm. because and i i believe the beginning of this episode he's like going back to his ship with the armor and then like people try and steal it right mm -hmm. and he like kills them all and then someone threatens the child he trades his jetpack the guy runs off with the jetpack, and then he, like, makes him... Like, they make a deal. Mm -hmm. You get the jetpack, I get the kid back. And then he immediately, like, kills the guy, because he yep. makes the jetpack, like, fly in the air. Yep. And I think that was interesting to see, because he, like, did it in front of the child, and I think the child, like, laughed or something. I think so. Because, I mean, it was funny. Like, I laughed, too. It was funny. Yeah, I did, too. But it was, it was interesting to know that he, like... The child... Mando doesn't have the best influence on him. No, and, he And, like, it's not, not the safest true. life. That ties into something I noticed about episode 15 once we get there. Mm -hmm. But we'll, we'll get there. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Wasn't that at the end of episode 14? No, probably, yeah. We Anyways. didn't see the child in episode 15. Hashtag minor deets. Anyway. I uh, have a bad memory. So... And then we get back to actual good episodes with the heiress. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not, I'm not done. Oh, you're not I'm not done, done talking about how okay. The Passenger is an underrated episode. Okay. Jeez, okay. keep right. talking. Finish your hot take so we can all go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this this is like the first real episode in this season that we've like gotten. Like it's tied back more to the last season of the show. Because like the first episode was like more of a he's just like doing this thing. Doing but yeah but this episode like tied a lot back to i think it was chapter six of the last season that was the whole the prisoners one, yeah yeah because there was the droid that they used to translate and then there was the whole new republic officers that let him go because he because of the whole prison break thing with mm -hmm. the guard mm -hmm. and i liked how it tied back that is true, and I feel like that was sort of important just to get those. Mm-hmm. To bring back. I'm pretty sure it was the same rebel troops from earlier on, or New Empire troops, or whatever New Republic. Are. I believe one of the three, one of the two in that episode was in 
chapter six of the first season. That's entirely possible. The other one that was new for this season showed up later in this season, is what I think it is. Makes sense, makes sense. Sorry, Phineas, he's new. Hmm. I mean, I thought it was just a nice little side quest. It wasn't I think it would have been about not. 80% better with about 100% less spiders. You know, that's a fair point. Like, I feel like it would have <laughs> been more interesting if they crashed on the salt planet from episode 8. That would have been interesting. That would have been cool. You just have, like, some foxes trying to fight him. Mm-hmm. Or, like, being stranded at that same rebel base. Oh, yeah. Like, and they have to move quickly before the salt caverns just collapse and leave his ship trapped in the abyss sounds about right but his ship does take a lot of damage which is important later on Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. until it isn't important suddenly yeah 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 it reminds me keep making that joke it reminds me of uh in the phineas and verb star wars episode when he's looking at the value of alderaan doofenshmirtz is looking at the value of alderaan alderaan yeah Zero. <laughs> Alright, so as I was saying, now we get into actual good episodes. Okay. With okay. The- <laughs> I'd say I'd say something, but this episode was a lot better than the last episode. Hey. With the heiress. So this is where we get Bo Katan for the first time. Yeah. And wasn't Bo Katan played by the woman who VO'd her in Clone Wars and Rebels? Yes. Okay. That is indeed pretty cool. So, what did we think about episode... I guess chapter 12... Nope, chapter 11, 11 episode 13. Nope, episode 3. I can't count. Math. It's fine. hard. You bad at maths? You need uh, more money in the math budget, right? <laughs> Shout out if you get both of those references. Hell. I'd be, I guess there are a couple people who could get both of those references. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, most of them are sitting right here. Yeah, pretty much. All right, Jake, what were you saying? Um, I really like the whole dynamic between the different like Mandalorians and like they mm-hmm. took off their helmets and he was like, "What? You're not what? Mandalorian." Yeah. Then they re- like I think that revealed that the Mandalorian's creed was entirely different from what we had seen. Also was in there to alleviate some of the doubts that probably some hardcore Star Wars fans had about, mm-hmm. like, they've seen Mandalorians do things like that before, like, what the heck is up with this guy? And then they see this and it's like, okay, this is this fair, this, this checks out, I'm not gonna angrily tweet at you. <laughs> yeah, it made a lot of sense. And then, um, one of the things that was nice about this episode was that even though it was filler, it was exciting filler, and it set up a lot of things for later. Yes. Like, we see the setup of Bo-Katan wanting the Darksaber from uh, Moff Gideon. They take down an Imperial cruiser, right? Am I remembering that correctly? Yes, they okay. do. Which, that was a cool scene. The different... Uh, yes, it was. Fighting. That was cool. Explosions. Like, four Mandalorians absolutely kicking butt. Just dominating. The Mandalorians. <laughs> So, Jake, did you have any thoughts on this episode? Aside from what I've already Yeah, aside from what we've said. No, I, I thought it was good. Yeah. And then we get... Oh, wait, we're not there yet. Never mind. Then we get episode four, chapter 12, The Siege, which, again, yeah. filler, but good filler. Oh, I think this was the worst one in the season. Oh, really? Is that so? I do. And like, I don't really have a real reason, but when I was I watching mean... it, I just, like, did not care. Like, at all. Like, I, just, I thought it was just... I mean, not... yeah, the stakes weren't very high. The whole point was he went there to fix his ship, and they were like, hey, let's help us time blow up his the base. Ship. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go play some games while the cooldown resets on my special ability. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time... I thought like, it was an enjoyable episode. Apart from the fish guy coming back... I yeah, do like I the way really they worked that. in the lore drops about Dr. Pershing and what they were doing with mm-hmm. Grogu. Yeah, it did set up a lot of things that were important later. Yeah, that was cool. Like It was a natural way to do it, but mm-hmm. it, it could have... I feel like it could have been a little more natural, but I'm not sure how unless they captured Dr. Pershing earlier, which would throw a lot of things out of balance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I... 
But that whole, like, scene with the TIE fighter and then, like, shooting at it in the thing, I just, like, didn't care at all. Because, like, I felt like there were no stakes at all to that. Like, I felt like there was yeah, no I way they agree. were going to get blown up. They were just going to shoot them. I kind of just liked uh, Mando just yeeting random stormtroopers into the volcano. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> and, like, when Mando... Didn't Mando, when they got to the base, like, go up and just kick stormtroopers off that platform? There was a lot of uh, stormtrooper violence. Yeah. And in this episode, episode, we also got uh, the infamous Jeans guy. We did get him. But, now, I mean, now we can't even see him. They, like, edited him Yeah, out now he's gone. Are you, do you know what Jeans I, guy is? I do, okay. I do. I had a feeling, but I wasn't sure. I guess the Jeans trooper. <laughs> He is also a Sith, and you can't convince me otherwise. Yes. That's why he's comfortable enough to wear jeans. Him and Jar Jar—they're just—they're secretly taking over the galaxy. <laughs> exactly. But who's the master and who's the apprentice? Always. Not they're them. both inquisitors, man. Come on, there's logic here. Yeah. Then who's who's the real master then? If they're both inquisitors. Uh, I'm gonna say it's Thrawn. Yeah, it's always Thrawn. Man, Thrawn is the best character in Star Wars. Okay, maybe not the best character in Star Wars. There are a lot of those, but like, maybe one of man, the best Thrawn is so cool. Definitely, that one is of the entirely best. valid. Thrawn is so cool. I cannot even describe to you. Do we feel like Thrawn is the reason Gideon knows everything? Could be. I think there's a very good chance that Thrawn will connect the it's dots behind things. Yeah. Yeah, that's why this Ahsoka show is gonna be so good. Oh yeah. When is the Ahsoka show coming? I don't... Let me consult. Let me consult the, the spreadsheet. Did they say when it was? Or, I or think so. Just, or did we guess on the spreadsheet? It might just be one of your guesses. I don't know. I'm consulting the spreadsheet. If uh, Google Which is going to take longer than I expected. I doubt it will be next year. Fill time while I consult the I spreadsheet. I mean, you were talking about next year. Like, is there going to be anything in between this and then the Book of Boba Fett? There's probably not. Well, there's the Bad Batch, and then there's mm. I I don't know when. Oh yeah, the Bad Batch. I forgot about that. I don't know when Mando season three is coming out because I heard Christmas, but that's like the same time as the Boba Fett one, so that doesn't make sense. Ahsoka is set for. I think Ahsoka's set for November of twenty twenty two. I don't know if that's confirmed or if that was a theory, but. We'll just wait for the Ashoka to find out. Oh, that's awful. My puns are not going to get better. Why do you expect them to? I don't know. That seems like a folly on your behalf. Yeah, it probably is. Alright, so. We did the siege, and then we got an undisputably good episode. Oh, yeah. It's... Oh, without a doubt. So. See also the trailer for the Ahsoka show? Yeah. yeah the backdoor. Chapter 13, pilot. episode 5, The Jedi. With an asterisk as you wanted to say. <laughs> With an asterisk. That episode really surprised me. Because I, I, like, I, this one had to be the Ahsoka one because it had Dave right. Filoni directing. And, like, everything was, like, building towards this, right? And mm-hmm. then, like, two seconds in, you, like, see her lightsaber. Uh-huh. Like it's like immediate. They jump right in, and it was, yeah. it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. It it was it was, man. This episode is so good. We got the setup for Thrawn, which I was excited for. I kept for the next like two episodes. I was just hoping Thrawn would show up at every turn. Yeah, <laughs> he did not. But he's thrown all your plans out the window. Oh, <sighs> that's awful. We got a lot of Grogu backstory, including his name. Yeah, so. including his name. How do we feel about Grogu? I like it. I think it's cool. Yeah, I mean, do we know what other vowels are common to the people of Dagobah? No. I mean, probably A. So we have A, O, and U. What else do we, we have? We had an E. And Yaddle? Isn't that someone's name? Yaddle, Yoda, and Grogu, I believe, are the only three that we know of. Also, I don't think they're native to Dagobah. No, I don't think they are. Or maybe not the planet Dagobah, but the system? Yeah, I have no idea where they're from. We don't I know. I doubt it, honestly. Because why would 
Why would Yoda go into exile there if that's his native land? No, because Yoda so was exactly exiled. To a Jedi. Yoda went to Dagobah in the Clone Wars because, like, Qui-Gon's voice told him to go there because there was, like, some connection. Yeah. Oh, right. I forgot about that. But, yeah, I don't know where he is from. I don't think anyone knows. I don't I don't even know if Star Wars knows. He's too old to know where he's from. I don't even know if Dave Filoni knows. I don't think no, I don't even think knows George Lucas remembers. knows. He's just like, don't talk about it, guys. <laughs> he's just uh, there for the meeting with the mentor phase. Y'all don't need to figure that out. Exactly. It's not like he was in everything else. Yeah. I mean, we see Mando get the spear, which is really cool. Yes, which ended up being important. Yeah, it did in fact. Without that, would he have even survived? Oh no, probably not. Though he did like hold them off at first with his like Beskar armor. arm plates, which was really cool. Beskar yeah. armor. Yes. No, it was Beskar arms. <laughs> Beskar arms with Beskar armor. Yep. Do you guys think we'll ever know why that one lady was on that planet? I don't know. Probably not. Wait. Honestly. Because Does the staff actually pure Beskar? It had is, to have been. I think it is. Or is it like, like very very pure, but not quite? Because if you remember, it did show some battle damage with the dark saber. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it like glowed mm-hmm. red. As if it was being very very heated. Yeah. So well, perhaps that... it was just like melting under the. It's entirely possible. That's what I'm thinking. I guess they have to forge best cars somehow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I don't know... Like, is a lightsaber just really hot? I, or is it... Yeah. I mean, because it's like pure because, energy, so I don't know how right. that... And when... You know how whenever someone, like, gets stabbed with a lightsaber, it instantly cauterizes? Yeah. But the darksaber, like, when they move it around, it's almost, like, electric. Like, it has this weird, like, sizzle. I don't know. That's... Something. Mm-hmm. Or like Aura? outline, outline. Yeah. So, is the dark saber more powerful than most lightsabers? I I don't think so. I think it's just like differently made. Another lightsaber. But Ahsoka was great. All right. So, do we want to move on to mm-hmm. chapter fourteen, episode six? Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't want to talk about this. The episode. tragedy. I kept. Expecting them to talk about Dark Plagueis the Wise, and they didn't, and that made me so sad. Yeah, they wasted this like, episode title. Exactly. <laughs> What's even the point of calling it the tragedy if you're not going to talk about the real tragedy in Star Wars? I thought this episode was very good. Oh, yeah. And it was totally not what I expected at all. Like, these last four episodes, I think these last four episodes are undisputably very good. Mm-hmm. It, it gave me, like, season three of Avatar vibes. Yeah. Because all the episodes had a purpose, even if some of them weren't the best, mm-hmm. and they all led towards the ending. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, we get Boba Fett. Yeah, he shows up with Fennec so, Shan, and she's alive. Yeah. Alright, so, how much of this season do you think they plan in advance? Because we saw, in episode 5 or so of season 1... We see Fennec Shan, like, on the ground, and we see someone walk over. Do we think that was Boba? Wouldn't it have to yes, have been? Yes, definitely. Yeah. So, how much of that did they plan in advance? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was probably... They could have filmed most of the season, and then gone back and filmed that one shot of someone walking up to her. That's true. More to the point, how long has he been on Tatooine? Ever since the Sarlacc pit? I would think. I mean, you would think that, but we know he has his ship, so he could have gone anywhere. Exactly. I mean, did he have to recover his ship first and then came back because he didn't want anyone else to know he had it again? Maybe. But he came back. Shattered if you get the reference. Why do you guys think he didn't reclaim the armor beforehand? Because, like, we saw him in the first episode. Well, I mean, a guy without Mandalorian armor versus a guy with Mandalorian armor is not going to go well for the guy without Mandalorian armor. Well, yeah, but he... I don't care how good of a fighter he tried. He did that. Like, he tried to do that later. And he he did it with an actual... Like, he did that with Mando. And he tried to do that 
with a... Did the armor still have his chain code? The Boba Fett one? I don't know. Hmm, did, was his chain code available on it before Boba reclaimed it? I mean, probably somewhere in there. I don't know. I don't know how that works. I, don't, I, I didn't even really understand what they I were feel talking like about. Only Boba knew the intricacies <laughs> of the armor, and the other guy just like had it mm-hmm. and just thought, "Hey, this is this isn't bad. I got a missile. It's nice. <laughs> I'm a fire in my laser." I <laughs> get the reference. I'm not even sure if I get that. It's fine. You can put it in the reference list. Darn it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Which you can get in the Discord. Stargazer Lounge. <laughs> How many Stargazer Lounge jokes it are we going to, to make in this podcast? Like, we're going to add, like, a standard of references. It has to be the Stargazer Lounge, the Minor Deets, Disney Minus. Minus, maybe something else, I don't know. Discord plug. Discord plug. And I believe we've now checked all of those boxes. And we're going to check them again if I have any say in it. <laughs> I don't, but it's fine. <laughs> and then in this episode, we get the capture of the child. Yeah, it's we a real tragedy. We see the Dark Troopers, which is the start yeah. of their build-up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it did also, like, do we know if, like, I think when he beamed out into the universe from the temple, we thought we were going to see Ezra. Mm-hmm. I know I certainly did. I did, too. Yeah, I really had no idea who was going to... Like, I knew... I mean, I knew it was Luke, Ezra, or maybe someone else, but I think... Maybe Ahsoka shows up again. Maybe Ahsoka... No, I, it was... There, I heard, I heard another name Kyle floating Kest around. A lot. That's the one. in Star Wars uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is a video game mm-hmm. that came out. Ah. Two year, 2019 I think which is it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun ah sounds cool I would play it if I had a you know PS4 yeah hashtag minor deeds um uh but Luke... and then we get to see I think what you were referring to with Baby Yoda and uh Moff Gideon oh, in we the also cell. like we also like wanted to assume here that Mando would show some force powers just to get past the blockade. Mm-hmm. That would have been cool. That also would have made the Mandalorian a little too Mary Sue-ish for my taste. That's fair. Like, yeah. It, could you imagine someone with the lightsaber, the dark the saber, in Beskar armor? That is what we call the definition overpowered. of an overpowered OC. Well, he... That's happened, I'm sure. I mean... Not with Beskar, though. Well, Mandalorians have been Jedi. Well, just the one, right? Or just the one that we know of. The guy who made the Darksaber. Well, I'm sure at least another one has been a Jedi, right? I mean, we haven't Surely. heard of... They said first. And I don't know if they said only. There have probably been others. Guess we got to rewatch all of Clone Wars now. Yeah, and Rebels too. And Rebels. We're actually working on rewatching Rebels. Mm-hmm. We're a whole, like... Seven or eight? No, we're like ten episodes in. Wow, incredible! I'm probably gonna rewatch. I'm hoping to do a full chronological rewatch next year in order. Oh wow! Or I guess that's what chronological means. In order. <laughs> <laughs> we know what chronological chronologically means. backwards. Let's start from episode nine, cry, and then <laughs> go go from crying to laughing at prequel memes. Yeah, I'll just get this happier, happier. But we end on Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace. So... Except you play the movies backwards. So you just see everything re-unfolding. Yeah, it just starts out uh, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon just chilling on the ship. Or it ends that way. Kenobi General. (laughs) One bold are you. And then Yoda speaks correctly for the first time ever. (laughs) Coming to Disney Minus. I would watch that. Do you guys think, uh, like, assuming Grogu's, like, raised continually by luke or even by someone else do you think he'll talk normal or he'll talk like yoda i don't know i think the better question is will he learn to talk before the entire kylo ren ordeal happens yeah i mean i think the hope is that he just mando takes him back i mean i don't want him to stay on the temple i don't either like oh that leads into what you were trying to join in and what my theory was Mm -hmm. 
Because I think at the end of episode 14, we saw Grogu attempting to force choke someone. Couple people. Yeah, and he was like slamming and people against the walls. He was yep. just like, I was, as I was watching that, I was like, is anyone else worried about how easily he's going Sith? Yeah, and that's the, I think the big thing with tying back to episode 10, when like, Grogu saw Mando's, like, what Mando did and how Mando would, like, just kill people all over. Like, Grogu's not accustomed mm-hmm. to a peaceful, like, negotiating. Oh, thing. the negotiator. Well, you were right about one thing, Master. The negotiations were short. And also, we, if we go back to episode 10 for a minute, he kept eating the eggs even when he was told not to, so that shows a strict non adherence to the rules being set. Yeah. Pretty so much. it's entirely possible that under Jedi tutelage, Luke could just say, you know, I don't want to train this fool. Like, I'm not going to train the next Darth Vader. Yeah. I mean, of course it happens anyways, but that won't be the time it happens. Like, that would be, I think, more interesting. Do you think we're going to see Luke training Grogu? If we, if we, I think if we do, it will be in, it'll be like its own separate show, but it will be like an animated show. Because I that. think if they were planning to do a live-action Luke Jedi Academy show, they would have recast him. Mm-hmm. Very true. That's fair. As an animated show, we would be able to get Mark Hamill And they wouldn't to have to CGI. More easily. Well, they would have to CGI, but they wouldn't have to CGI someone act. So, I'm, I'm a little confused. Was Mark Hamill, like, acting in the role, or did they, and they de-aged him, or was he completely CGI'd? I don't even know, but I know he was credited in the credits. Yeah. yeah. The Saw one that. thing that I noticed was, like, there was a scene when he was talking with someone or whatever, and we could see Luke standing perfectly still. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I just thought he was entire. It looked like he was entirely CGI'd. But I could have also... There's also an argument that he was just de-aged. Yeah, I don't know what they did. I don't either. But the tragedy. And then the ship blows up, and that's like, what the heck? The you just got tragedy. it fixed. That's the like the whole part thing. Of the tragedy. Mm-hmm. It's like, it suddenly becomes worthless, and then he holds up the spear. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only thing recoverable. Also, the. Was the, the ball, ball thing? I feel like that was, like, didn't they mention in season one that it was, like, part of the sigil? Or is that something entirely different? That it was part of the what? Like the sigil that the armorer made him? Or is that just part of the ship that Drogu got attached to? I think it was part of the ship. <laughs> That's just. Is that just Pizzazium knowledge then? Yes. Still sad. And then we get probably actually one of my favorite episodes in the season The Believer. Sponsored by Imagine Dragons. Yes. Man, this episode was so much fun. It felt like the Mandalorian, which is already Star Wars Western, met a heist movie, mm-hmm. and that combination really worked well. Like, even more heist movie than a lot of the other things, because mm-hmm. they had to break someone out of prison. Like, the entire thing was plan after plan. Mm-hmm. And I really liked what they did with Mayfeld in this episode. Like... Maybe they should have called this episode the tragedy because it felt like Mayfeld's backstory was, in fact, a tragedy. Yeah, pretty much. Mayfeld's backstory is kind of like the real tragedy, and we can see that even though he's a criminal, he was also traumatized by the system. Mm-hmm. And we got, uh, we got more of his backstory as like a oh soldier. We got to see Rhydonium again. Yeah. We're we're rewatching rewatching Rebels and. Sabine said, one of my oldest friends, Rhydonian, and I was like, hey, I know what that is now. I understood that reference. I thought Mayfeld was hilarious in this episode. I think he was supposed to be. And I liked what they did at the end. It's a shame that, you know, he died on this planet. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I thought his whole character in this one was a lot better than last mm-hmm. episode. A lot more fleshed out than just uh, angsty criminal wants yeah. revengeance. Yeah. I read that whole scene, like, up till, I mean, just the whole, every interaction with him and Mando. Yeah, was I like, agree. 
gold. Comedy gold. Not even comedy gold, just gold. And that whole thing with uh, that one guy, I don't even know yeah. his name, that Imperial officer, the tension was so mm-hmm. real. And then it was like, boom, you're dead. Boom, boom you're, you're dead, dead again. again. Boom, boom, boom. boom. Yeah. Shout out if you get the reference. But I really, really liked... Um, What's his name? Pedro Pascal. His acting yeah. with like without mm-hmm. the helmet was so good. Mm-hmm. Like the way he like Plunk. like he just acted like he had the helmet on still. Like because he was so used or the mm-hmm. Mando was so used to it. He like turned and like did like the whole. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of that was either scripted to be like improv comedy or was improv comedy because mm-hmm. we get that a yeah bit of our, like they talk about how my commanding hear. officer. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I What's your funny. number? Yeah, it was. I thought it was a very fun episode, and it actually and it was the first me... episode without Grogu. That's true. It was. Sorry, I interrupted you. What were you saying? It made me feel like the Empire had a more logistical and familiar military hierarchy and presence, as opposed to just being loads of stormtroopers they can throw at any problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I really liked how they blew up the facility. And what was it like? We all need to sleep at night or something. Mm-hmm. It's how he justifies which it. Is, which is a cliche that's been used before. But Also, it's if you think about it, it's an act of terrorism because... Yeah, pretty much. A lot of people in the facility are dying, even well, if it's on they the are, opposite side. They are imperial. At the yeah. same time. That acts of war? This is Ozaid. Kantian Ethics does not like it, but... This show doesn't do the best job of showing Stormtroopers as, like, anything but... Like, Stormtroopers are very easy to defeat and very expendable in this show. Mm-hmm. That could also be because the power ceiling for our protagonist is also just very high in also, comparison to the rest of the universe. Like, I mean, if you had some random people that are not, like, either Mandalorian or sharpshooters or war veterans, Mm -hmm. like, they're probably going to get destroyed by stormtroopers despite their lack of accuracy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially a squadron of them, because, I mean, one of them's got a hit, right? Yeah. Right? At some point. Right? (laughs) (sighs) Is it time to talk about the final episode in the room? I believe it is. What's the name of the final episode? The, the, the rescue? The rescue. Like, when uh, I... Uh, that, like, because it opens with that chasing and Persian, the kidnapping yeah. of yeah of him. And I was like, it wasn't where I thought it was going to start. But no. I was like, okay, this makes, this makes sense. And then it was like, okay, so they're going to, like, they're all, like, doing it. And then it said, like, the rescue. And I was like, like, this is it. Like, this is mm-hmm. the, the rescue. And then they go get Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm. Which is two Mandalorians walk into a bar. The bar says "ow." <laughs> yeah, that whole Bo-Katan Boba fight thing I mm-hmm. thought was very very good. Mm-hmm. Was it? I didn't think it was Boba fighting Boba Fett. It was or Bo-Katan, Bo-Katan fighting Bo-Katan. Boba Fett. It was the other one mm-hmm. with her. Who helped oh, her yeah. out? That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I did like that one, just the one sequence that sticked out, is that both of their flamethrowers come at the exact same time. Yes. That was so cool to I me. I mean, if that hadn't happened, one of them would have gotten roasted. Yeah. But they do have thing... Beskar, so I don't know how yeah, that protects them. I mean, the metal would heat up, but I don't think, because mm-hmm. I guess Beskar is just overpowered to be eight. Yeah. One of the things I was thinking of is, they can, one of the things that is kind of a flaw, kind of not, is... Mando can say at any point, you know, like in those last three episodes, two episodes, Mando could say at any point, they have the child, and get anyone to help him automatically. Yeah, I mean, like I know I'd help him. Before. He was like, they have the kid. I was, I'm suiting up. I'm putting on I know. Beskar. And That's I'm... what I'm saying. It's not really a flaw, but it's just like, you know, I want someone who's like, what's in it for me? I guess Bo-Katan did kind of do that, but... Yeah, Bo-Katan. I think with Bo-Katan, it was a lot more about it being Moff Gideon and getting mm-hmm. the saber. And then she did, t- like, talk to him about, like, once this is done, will you, like, help the cause of mm-hmm. reclaiming like, At least reconsider it and it's like, fine, I'll think about it. Mm-hmm. Because his quest, assuming he gets the child, would 
come closer to completion, which we mm. saw it did. It did. Mm-hmm. Somehow. Like, I did like the epic ending, but at the same time, it felt a little too deus ex machina for my taste. Yeah. I'll, I could the, this might be an unpopular opinion, but I don't mind a good deus ex machina. I when mean, it's I done I don't well. mind it because it was mm-hmm. done very cool and it was foreshadowed mm-hmm. in episode 14. Yeah. Like, Endgame. That's considered, that could be considered a deus ex machina, but god dang it if it doesn't look cool. <laughs> oh, it was very cool. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the whole, there was the tension with, like, them fighting, then the dark troopers showing up, and it was like, oh, what's gonna happen? And then you just see the single X-Wing fly by. Mm-hmm. It just, ugh. As soon as I saw the X-Wing, I had a feeling it was Luke, but I still held out hope for Ezra. Yeah. That would have been the greatest fake-out in cinematic history. Right? Yeah, if, if he pulled down the hood and it's Ezra. Ezra. Uh, I think people would be very angry, though. Yeah. That <laughs> yeah, I agree. Who's this guy coming in? That would have made it more hilarious to me, though. Like, ah, the delicious taste of tears from fans. <laughs> what? I don't even know. What? Um, what did you guys think about the? Man, I don't even remember what I was about to say. <laughs> I do have a way of derailing things. You really do. I would not make a good train conductor. You would not. Oh, what what did you guys think of so Boba Fett um left, right? Like right yeah. before like he dropped he kinda like dropped them off and yeah. went on his way. Like Which, see, yep. wouldn't that have tipped people off that there was something wrong with this scenario? Or is he just leaving because of the superior firepower? Well he was like chasing chasing the ship, right? So mm-hmm. like to make it Whatever, but they immediately, once they land, they immediately start shooting stormtroopers, so, like, Mm -hmm. I don't see why Boba Fett couldn't stay and I mean, where would he have landed, though? I mean, I don't know. The shuttle could barely fit there. Yeah, I think that was the... I just like how, like, the image of the light cruiser opening up and just yeeting TIE fighters straight out. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, the ship has become a railgun. Yeet the yeah. TIE Fighters into the space. No, but I think it was important that he did leave, because if he didn't leave, Luke would walk in, and then they'd start, like, Boba would start shooting him. Yeah, oh, that's true. fair. Yeah. And he did obviously come back to get Finnick Shand. Mm-hmm. At some point. So, is it confirmed that next year we are getting Mando Season 3 and Book of Boba Fett? I mean, I think. But I just don't know when the timing is going to work out. I don't either. Because I've heard December for both, so I don't know if... Mm-hmm. Could you see them releasing this, like, two live-action Star Wars shows the same day? I'm going to be honest, I couldn't. Agreed. I mean, maybe they'll do, like, a Tuesday drop for one. Maybe. Would be interesting if they were meant to be watched in tandem. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. the events that, of one lead to the events of the other. That they could do some really cool stuff with. Yeah. It would be, like, each episode takes, like... Like, they could shorten the episodes for both, but have mm-hmm. them be connected. Mm-hmm. That seemed like it would take less time to film, but it also get through less script, so mm-hmm. it would be pros and cons, but it might be but cool. But then, they're just telling the same story in two different shows, so why not just make longer episodes of yeah. one show? I don't... No, I mean, like, the events of one lead to the events of the other. Like, the way it ends out, like, either that's where the next episode starts. But how would people know to watch one before the other? They have to, like, release say date. it. Like, like Oh, if they, like, like released, released on different released days. on Tuesday and then another oh. released on Friday, then you would watch the Tuesday one, and that would lead into the Friday one, mm. and that would lead into the next Tuesday one, and that would be a very interesting but very hard-to-plan turn of events. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably sure that's not going to be how they're doing it, but that would be insane to see. Mm-hmm. That would also make it very difficult for rewatches, though, so mm-hmm. having to go between them. I think the Boba Fett show will be more of a, like, its, its own, own thing. thing, and it will, like, hint at some are... stuff, and it might, like, th- this show might end, or the season, I don't know if it'll have seasons, but it might end somewhere and, like, connect near the end. Mm-hmm. Also, having to wait all another entire year. It's painful. No, oh, it's rough. So sad. All right. 
So, do we want to go ahead and wrap? Yeah. This isn't the Hamilton episode. All right. What do you mean? Jake, give us some final thoughts on um, this season. Like, was excitement. it better or worse than the first season, in your opinion? Me? I think it is better. But I could see... I agree. On the I could see people getting annoyed with how it connects more into, like, other stuff. It brings in a lot mm-hmm. of other characters. And I don't... I don't think this show needed it, but I think the way they wrote the show, it made a lot of sense this way. And it really, it wouldn't mm-hmm. have made sense, or, I mean, I guess it could have made sense, but it made the most sense the way they did it, with having, like, Luke show up. And I think, like, Ezra, who could have shown up, I think Ezra will, he's likely with Thrawn. I, I'm, I, what I'm thinking is Thrawn probably has him captured, mm-hmm. and so he's just, like, in a prison Yeah, that makes somewhere. sense. And the... And that's the other question. Is the Ahsoka show the Rebel sequel show? Is that what it is? I honestly think so. But the transition to live action could be interesting. Yeah. But if we don't see um, Hayden Christensen in that show as a Force ghost, like, I, I, I don't want the show. If you're not. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really interesting, though. Like, mm-hmm. seeing the Force ghosts. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka seeing the Force ghosts of Anakin. At Dave Filoni. She would also Come see Obi-Wan. I mean, if there's one thing that they've shown is that they're willing to do stuff even if it feels a little fan service-y. Yeah, that's very Episode true. Episode 9. <laughs> See, uh, Kenobi? Yeah. What I want is for, like, like what I think would be silly but I don't actually want to happen is if, like, some of the cast just outright leaves partway through filming, but then they send out a message that says, not to worry, we're still filming half a show. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, shh funny but also sad mm-hmm. yeah i am very excited for where they go with this last season of mandalorian and i think y'all are on to something with all of the shows working toward one big finale yeah i just wonder if it'll be able to be released in theaters by that point so it's more accessible that's what you were saying as well right jake yeah but i, th- I think what what would is most likely to happen is have it if it releases in theaters, them ha- them do some sort of release with Disney Plus like around the same mm-hmm. time, or maybe with like Premier Access. Like what they're doing with Raya. Yeah, I do. I think that's what it'll probably be. Mm-hmm. Is Raya with Premier Access? Yes. 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 It is. Okay. Mm. I think that's smart, honestly, because. It's, it's not like it's, ex- it's not and it's not like what they did with Mulan, where it's exclusively on Disney Plus, but you have to pay money. You have the option to see it in a theater, mm-hmm. or you can wait Even and see it for free. The most. Or you can wait another what reason. six months. M- Mulan. When did Mulan come out? September. Mulan was in September, but the typical rule, I want to say, movies that came out pre. Disney Plus had to wait seven months. Yeah, but I this one's also doing premiere access, so I don't know. I don't know how it'll go with this. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Next time on. I would say I would like to see it in a theater if it's possible. Which one, Raya or The Mandalorian? For for Raya. Raya. I would love to see it in theater. I don't know if I'll be able to, but I'd love to. Hmm. Yeah. Who knows what things will be like in March. Yeah, that's like a whole three months away. I, I can't wait that far. I can't either. Says the person who will make a five-year spreadsheet. Hashtag minor deets. Yeah, that, that's... That spreadsheet. That's different, though. That's different. That spreadsheet is... I, I might link that in the uh, in the show notes. No, put it in the reference list. Put it in the Discord. Yeah, make them have to join the Discord to get it. Speaking of... You can join the Discord with the link in the episode description. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at PodGeekOrthodox. And, and on, on Instagram, Instagram at GeekOrthodoxPod. Pod. This is you... getting out of hand. Now there are two of us. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at AaronTheAvatar, A-V-A-T-A-A-R. Jake, where can they find you? Um, the Discord server. Mood. And, uh, <laughs> Insert air horn here. Yeah. Also, Twitter at underscore Jake Mancom, maybe? Yes, that is Probably. correct. Sounds good. You can only find me on the Discord. Meow, 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 meow. Did we cover all the bases? 
and tenors. Okay, great. Um, so, Jake, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, guys. This is a lot of fun. I, it doesn't feel like we've been recording for an hour and six minutes. But we definitely but have. But we have. There, I mean, five no, of those were technical difficulties, but... We've been recording for over an hour, and it's great. Yeah. So... Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next week. We will geek out with you again next time. You keep forgetting that. Whatever. Bye. Slow Zade.